You're listening to Called the Homeschool, episode number 149, The Odd One Out. Are you feeling the call to homeschool and you're not sure what to do? Or maybe you are already homeschooling and it doesn't look like what you hoped it would. My name is Megan Thomas and I'm a certified life coach, a mother of seven, and a homeschool pro with more than a decade of experience. I can show anyone how to create success in their homeschool, and I'd love to show you how. Are you ready? All right. (laughs) Gonna try this episode again. I uh, hit record on my phone to upload this to YouTube, and I did not hit record on my computer to actually record this episode. So that was fun. Um, hopefully it's because that wasn't a very good take. I actually just kind of go, I really value my time with my family. And, uh, when I am working, I want to be just productive and get in and do my work and serve clients and do the amazing stuff, but I don't want it to take over my family time. So I actually just do one take on my podcast. I write it, I do one take and I just go for it and I don't edit it. Um, it is raw, it is real. And sometimes I think there's a real beauty in that raw, authentic mistakes and mess up on my words and pause too much and stumble all those things. So anyways, I guess I got to try it out because I forgot to hit record. All right. So I just wanted to remind you that next week on Thursday, March 24th is the create an amazing family online event. This is so just fun. And I love that with technology that we're able to do things like this, that the other day in the no yelling mamas group, I asked everybody where they're from. Not one other person was from my city and not even a lot of people were from my state. And so how wonderful that from Utah, I can talk to all of you all over the US. And I think it is so neat that you can just be in your home, you can be in your pajamas, and you can still learn and glean and get all this awesome help to just create an amazing family. So the event is at 7pm mountain time, and it'll be a 30 minute call. I'll be teaching for about 20 minutes and then have 10 minutes of live Q&A so that you can come and have your questions answered. And then there'll be access to the replay for 72 hours. Uh, This is my first online event. So there have been some confusions with that because it says that the event is like a four day event, but that's just how long you'll have access to it. So 30 minutes, 7pm mountain time, March 24th, a Thursday evening. All right. So today I want to talk about being the odd one out. And I think as homeschoolers, you've probably felt being the odd one out. Did you know there are in the U.S. of all the children out there, 6.7% of children are homeschooled. So we are quite the minority, but it's interesting because if you look at the numbers, it's actually over 3 million homeschoolers in the U.S., but there are 55 million children. So Anyways, it's kind of a minority and we are already an odd man out. And sometimes that can feel really scary. Well, this last week, my husband and I had the opportunity to talk in church. Friends, I am not afraid to talk in church. I actually think public speaking is so much fun. I love the energy of the audience. I love to talk. I think it is so fun. But I was not excited about this topic. Our topic was, I am blessed when I follow the prophet. Seems like simple enough topic, right? Tell some fluffy stories, uh, just make it short and sweet. And yet I did not feel right about doing that. I had so many feelings come up when I was trying to think about what I was supposed to share with this talk. 
I was feeling all the feelings and I can tell you what anxiety feels like with me. And it feels like chaos running through my body. Very, very quick movement, just going through my whole entire body. Um, because I didn't feel right about just sharing a fluffy piece, but instead of sharing what was in my heart. On one hand, I absolutely love the prophet and apostles, and I actually love most of the things that they say. But recently, I've really struggled with some of the things that have been said by prophets and apostles. And I have wondered if that makes me a bad Christian, that I didn't want to do some of the things that they had suggested. Felt like if I got up on the stand and gave a fluffy talk, that it would be fake and completely inauthentic. It would not be true to what I was truly thinking and feeling. So after the anxiety-filled week of me losing sleep, I decided to be open, that I am actually wrestling with this phrase and with this topic. I have found so many quotes and talks from prophets and apostles that reminding people that prophets and apostles are human, and they have and will continue to make mistakes. But then you would find information on the church's website that says, we just need to follow the prophet and have faith and move forward. Those two things completely contradict one another. I was not about to open up a political can of worms over the pulpit, but I was very open that I'm not quite sure what to do. I did share some stories of times I've been blessed, but I know my opinion is not the most popular opinion out there. I couldn't fight the feeling that I was supposed to be open and honest. What surprised me the most was that I had several people reach out to me in person and then later through text saying that they were having some of the exact same struggles, but they felt too afraid to be open because what would that mean about them? My willingness to be open and being the odd one out allowed others to feel safe to share with that they were feeling the same way. Same way. Why are we so afraid to be different, to have a different opinion, to do things differently than anybody else? And it's something in us, right? Like back to tribes, back to when we had to like live in a community for protection, that if we were different, then we were going to get kicked out of the community and we were going to die. We we're going to be left on the plains because we we're kicked out of the society, right? Or whatever that is that we had to just kind of go with what everybody was doing and we didn't want to question anything and just did what others were doing so we wouldn't get kicked out and be left alone to die. We want to belong. There is something in us that draws us to want to be with other people. We want to be in relationships. We want to have friendships. We want to um, be close with our family. We want to belong. So sometimes we're so afraid to be that odd one out. I don't know if any of you have been like me and were actually closet homeschoolers for a while because I didn't want to be that one. I, when we would move, we moved quite a bit. And I would always tell my kids, like, don't tell people we homeschool. Let them get to know us first, and then we'll tell them that we homeschool. <laughs> because I was so afraid of being the odd man out. But it's so interesting that when we are willing to be the odd man out, of how much that gets to help other people. I think about what I've been doing with Hippie Mama. And like I said, I was a closet homeschooler for years, didn't open up that I was homeschooling, definitely didn't share what I was doing in my homeschooling, and now I'm a complete open book. This is what our homeschool is. These are my concerns with public education. These are the things I love about homeschooling. Here are all these things that I love and all of these things. And I am the odd man out. But by willing to be the odd man out, I have got to help so many people. 
with their courage to homeschool, to overcome fears that they show up in their homeschool. I've got to help them get through uh, their fears with different styles of homeschooling, something that feels right to them. Like people think I should do this, but it doesn't feel right to me. And being able to be that support to them by being willing to be the odd man out. So what if it were okay, friends, to rock the boat sometimes and to be that odd one out? I know so many amazing mamas are so afraid to do something different. You have family and friends that let you know their concerns about you being different, not going to public school like everybody else. Or if you do homeschool for a little bit, they say, well, at least for the older grades, you'll put them in, right? Because that's what we need to do. That's what we do. That's, that's what the tribe does. We have to be in this tribe, right? A lot of times all that does is just feed all the mama's fears of like, oh no, like I thought I was doing okay, but now they're telling me all these terrible things and, and I don't know what to do anymore. But it's people who are willing to stand up and say something isn't working. Those are the people that are able to change the world. So many people actually think that the education system is broken. Um, those that are in public school or even teachers, I actually spoke to the cutest girl the other day who was a public school teacher for a while. Now she's had children. So she's a stay at home mom. And she was asking me about homeschooling and she was like, I don't know, it's just kind of weird and crazy and hard. And but the public system is so education system is so broken, but I don't know what to do. Like I've just, that's what we do. And so I've just got to keep going with it. Right. What if we started believing that kids really don't need to read at a young age. What if it was okay that they were nine or even older before they started reading? It's so interesting because I know some little kids who read and one of my, my Brigham was is so darn competitive. And then he wanted, he was reading by three and, and he could read a lot, but his comprehension was really low. And so it's so interesting that as he got older, I slowed everything way, way down and watched his comprehension come up. And so as I've gotten with Georgie and Georgie's almost five and he's not reading and I just don't care. <laughs> he knows his letters. He knows most of their sounds and we're just having fun and we're doing read alouds and we're playing and he's jumping on the trampoline and he's living his life and he's running around with the two dogs and he's chasing chickens and he's doing all these things. What if the other way isn't really serving our kids? And it was so interesting as I was thinking of like all these what ifs, right? Uh, like, what if it's not a problem that kids are reading at a certain age? Or what if it's not a problem that the kids, um, I don't know, know all the dinosaurs or something else in science that you're like, eh, I don't really care if my kid knows that or not. They're not really into dinosaurs. But what if the public system, education system, is breaking families apart because they send their kids to school at such a young age? I don't know about your state, um, but I know some states do kindergarten full day long. So that would be five-year-olds. Five-year-olds being taken out almost the whole entire day away from their moms and their dads and families and all those things. Kids are being with their parents less and less because they go to school. They have homework after school. And then if they have any extracurricular activities, if they want to just hang out with their friends, what are some of the problems we're seeing in society today is being created because kids are away from their families and away from their families of values and away from their families' morals. And the kids want to fit in and they want to belong. So what are they going to do? They're going to want to fit in and belong with the people that they're with. What's so wrong with voicing that opinion? And what if I'm wrong? What if I'm completely up in the night? What if I were just willing to throw out an idea and get curious about it and explore it? 
um, the other day I had someone email me about their fears and um, they've been studying well-educated heart and this heart-based education and just really opening their child's heart and um, other people letting them know, like, you've got to teach them the real world at some point. But what if that person's wrong? <laughs> what if having a kid away from their family all day long, reading a book, taking a test just to forget it, what if that's not real world? What if being home with your family, learning skills, learning how to get along, cooking, cleaning, being out in the yard, taking care of animals, doing all the school stuff with that, what if that's real world? What if it's teaching them how to feel all the feelings, how to feel joy, how to accomplish something they want to do? It's so interesting. <laughs> I watched a movie the other day and it was teasing that this girl was homeschooled and then she went to public school and high school. And the she got up to go to the bathroom and the teacher says, where are you going? And she said, oh, I just got to go to the bathroom. He's like, no, you don't. You've got to uh, raise your hand to use the bathroom and have to have a hall pass. That's real world. It gets so funny, like these thoughts and these things that we've had. That's like, yes, this is real world. And this is what we do. We send our kids to school and we do all these types of things. But as soon as you're 18, all of a sudden, like a week ago, you told me I had to raise my hand to use the bathroom. And now all of a sudden I can... I'm an adult and I can make all these decisions on my own. How is that real world, right? I just want to challenge you. Well, you don't have to agree with any of these things I've said. I just want to challenge you to be willing to be that odd man out. To be willing to say like, that's okay. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to actually, um, what did my cute friend was reading the other day that I don't remember the school of thought where this came from. But it was talking about crocheting and just keeping little kids' hands busy. And then while their hands are busy, they can listen to you read more and more, right? Because they're distracted and they have something to do. And they actually don't teach these kids to read till they're like nine or eight or something like that. And because they had such good skills of sitting there listening, they would get reading just instantly. And they had all these awesome skills and they knew what to do with their hands and they had ability to sit and retain what was being read to them just because somebody dared to do something different. Somebody was willing to be the odd man out. I know homeschooling is already making you the odd man out. And sometimes I like to even challenge what you're doing in your homeschool and say, maybe you could do it a different way. Maybe it doesn't have to look like public school at home. Maybe your homeschool gets to look completely different and being willing to be the odd man out. I know it can feel so scary being the odd man out, but feeling scared is just a feeling and no feeling can hurt you. Remember courage is feeling afraid and doing it anyways. And you, my friends, are doing a marvelous work. So I want to challenge you to continue to have courage and keep moving forward. All right. Love you all. And I'll see you next week. Are you ready to take the concepts learned on this podcast to the next level? Then I invite you to join Mama's Members, a place where I will help you succeed in your family and homeschool beyond what you thought was possible. You will have access to hours of content, a place to ask questions, and weekly coaching calls to help you be the amazing homeschool mom you are called to be. To sign up, go to www.coachmegthomas.com join. I can't wait to see you there.